Mean Old Lion Media presents Wardrobe Boss. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Wardrobe Boss podcast. I'm your host, Eliza Perilla, and I am the Wardrobe Boss. I whip wardrobes into shape through curated, styled collections and clients' closets, making it really easy to get dressed for life, right? Whatever your life is. And right here on the podcast, we like to talk style, fashion, winning mindsets, and anything related, all things related, okay? Uh, Today, my guest is someone who I predict will be introduced with the term Grammy Award winner in front of his name sometime in the near future. Alex Harris is a soul R&B vocalist who can perform vocal acrobats, just so that you know. Uh, His smooth sounds are really capturing the hearts of many on stage and on the internet. And before I introduce him, let me have his smooth sound introduce him for me. Wasn't that nice? Wasn't that like nice and smoothed out? Uh, Alex has a new EP out called Frequency, and we want to get to know him and hear about how he curated his signature style as an artist. Alex, welcome. I'm honored that you're here today. Well, thank you. I'm I'm equally as honored to be a part of your uh, podcast. And for all your listeners, uh, thank you for tuning in. And I'm happy to be here to share. Alex, you created an album during the pandemic without a team. Can you walk me through the inspiration behind that and your process? Yeah, it was really um, an interesting time for me as it has been for all of us. Specifically, uh, before the pandemic, I was traveling back and forth from New York to Los Angeles and and Nashville and uh, trying to get that right song. You know, it's always about getting the song. And so anyway, then there there goes the abrupt stop to everything and travel and trying to figure out what life is going to be like in a lockdown. Never had we had thought about that. Um, at all, even the, the word pandemic in our vocabulary. So all of that being said, I, um, after going through this kind of moment of uh, being frozen in time creatively of what I'm going to do and, and all these wonderful creative ideas that were flowing, I, it comes to an abrupt stop. I gathered my stuff together. They say collect myself. It was gathered in pieces emotionally and Feeling a little bit of fear to be quite transparent. I um I uh, ordered equipment, you know, and became my own audio engineer for vocals, and you know, just figuring out and uh, doing uh, conducting, reaching out, texting people, and finding out if I um, could uh, schedule a, a writing session with them, or you know, sending files of what I did, and just trying to stay positive after I got over this kind of frazzled moment, and uh, just realized that. You know, with all of the negativity that was that was uh, being fed through social media and postings and commenting and, you know, and then all, on top of the pandemic itself, it was a very, very, very uh, overwhelming if I if I would have allowed it to take over me. But um, it was um, it was a great place. I call it the birthing place of something I feel today is, is very inspiring uh, to me. And I hope it is inspiring to others as well. 
So you're saying the pressure really made you like rise, even with the ebbs and flows of that pressure, right? Yeah, yeah. It it, it gave birth to something for me to look at life and and the, I think and value those around me. Um, even at greater value than I may have, or to check myself and to see how I've been, you know, really appreciating uh, myself and others. And each breath and in each moment, it really pulled back. And it was a resetting that happened creatively, um, as well as emotionally, uh, spiritually, and a great time to give birth to what we, we know today as frequency. So that's what makes me excited, right, to listen to Frequency is that that the way you describe the process is makes me feel like you had to dig deep in your soul to bring out yes. right the best. And you didn't have a choice because right. you didn't have all producers and these people's idea and that and that. Now you're bouncing your ideas and you really like had like it was raw, as raw as it could be. And that's what really makes me appreciate different albums. And I have to be honest, I thought when the pandemic hit and as it, this is something I thought about, I was like, oh man, now that nobody's touring, we're going to get some good music out of this pandemic. I was, you know, for more established artists and I was so excited about that. And I was so disappointed when I heard albums because I was like, everything is so like overtly sexualized. Every, it's like we're, you know, going in that whole direction. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is so annoying. I thought people were going to like dig in and go deeper. And so, um, like, I really appreciate that you did that. And I think that's why your song falling for you and a few of your songs, like I really kind of got a slow down soulful, and I could feel your passion in your music too, especially in that song, like falling for you, I could feel your passion. So I just want to say, I really appreciate that. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. You know, if, if it's one thing that I hope that people get from my music and then performance is that uh, all of what you said, but also is that there is something about love in its purest form. And I wanted everything to be um, creatively expressive from even the artwork. Um, we did. We weren't doing photo shoots during the lockdown, so uh, that was done with an artist overseas in, in, wow. in the Netherlands. And I, I was sitting in front of a Skype and it, trying to convey to him what I'm looking for and how I want this cover to really reflect the whole idea of frequencies and, and the vibrations of our existence. And instead of vibrating negativity, we can vibrate positivity and 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 really inspire love and hope and healing um, through from the artwork to to the to the vibrations of the audio that you hear through the composition of the song. So that's what uh, I. I hope uh, more than anything with the record that's awesome um the fashion and the music industries they're practically married to each other and they're constantly influencing each other's styles so who or what from the fashion industry has influenced you musically and personally you know fashion in general is something that uh i'm you know i love altogether my both parents they're not only educators but they are they were seamstress when we were coming up not because uh, I think that uh, they necessarily uh, wanted to or just loved it I think because when you have limited resources financially uh, you take my dad often would tell the story how I would take some of his old shirts and cut them up and create patterns and make different things. And when people saw us, they said, oh, my God, where do y'all go shopping? There was this place called Macy's that was kind of like a 
you know, middle class, upper middle class store that people go and they use their education beyond. And so when we think about creativity, um, uh, I think we have to look at it in an expanded way and, and realize that it's more than just singing, but it's taking, you know, the gathered pieces around us and creating something um, special. And uh, neither one of our parents are necessarily musical. Uh, however, they are very creative and their creative uh, expressions came through making clothes um, for us. Uh, and even when we started a group, you know, they would make the bow ties and take white shirts if they didn't have the color we wanted and dip it in the, um, the, the hot water and, and dye and dye the color. <laughs> <laughs> and, and 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 it was it was to the nines that was it's always been a part of us education music anything in the creative uh you know form i mean i can go on with so many great cool stories but that's what fashion began really so going back to your parents you have seven siblings right you grew up correct me if i'm wrong you have seven siblings you grew up in a two-bedroom trailer i was um, born in a two-bedroom trailer we, we all of us did grow up in there but we, i was born in yeah the uh, older okay. Yeah. Okay. You're in the middle mm-hmm. of the kids. Okay. So you come from a family of educators, and it seems to me like uh, it was a sport to earn advanced educational degrees in your family. And I know that you have a master's degree in social work. Am I right? Yeah, I have a master's in social work and a master's in theology. That's what I thought you had two masters. So was it always your plan to be an artist? Yes, it, it has always been my plan to uh, be an artist, and that's what I've always done from the backyard, uh, playing the buckets from my neighbor's backyard and taking pine tree branches and making my drumsticks and taking an old folding table, my brothers and I, and making it our first stage and, and just singing to the woods, to the pine trees and some of our friends next door. But it's always been a part of who I am and, and just very passionate and excited about it. And, um, and it has led me to where I am today. And I'm, I'm so grateful for the journey. It, it, it really, uh, it, and I seek to re- try and let that be very uh, reflective in my music, uh, whether it's through the passion that you feel of the soul. Authenticity is very important to me. And, um, and it comes from where I come from. I like that because that means somewhere in your family value system, that's where the authenticity comes from. But how did you get into, I mean, what made you say, I'm going to get a master's in social work, especially if you knew you were going to go in a musical direction. So to me, that's like, wait a minute, what just happens here? Yeah, that's a great question. And I and I um, often uh, am asked that. Uh, so when I think about the gifts that each has, right? Um, whether it's a gift or gifts, you know, plural, I think that um, we should utilize all our gifts and find a way um, they, and, and use them in an inseparable way. And so for me, I felt calling to music and also uh, the field of learning the practice of social work or the uh, sociology and psychology, because my undergraduate is also sociology and psychology, and how all, and how this really all work, you know, together. And uh, for me, it, it came together with the development of curriculum for underserved, underprivileged kids with my foundation called the Arts Conservatory for Teens, where we we have worked with thousands of uh, kids, my team and I, over the past. 10 years, well, soon to be 10 years. And so um, I'm really super excited uh, when I when I talk about this because we were born, uh, I was and my older siblings were born in a two-bedroom trailer uh, in a small little town in Georgia. And we were uh, granted the blessing to understand faith, to given the 
the space of creativity and music and acting and all of those great creative expressions and and also faith uh parents uh father being starting a church a small congregation and 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 both our educators starting up basically homeschooling us um from home and sometimes it's church k-12 and, and then able to see the world i mean all of us and uh thankfully and so 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 grateful that our parents never had to go to a courthouse um never had to you know be in any situation and get one of us out of the uh, department of juvenile justice um, systems or any of that and so part of you creating this foundation, I guess, was to give these kids a different platform, yeah. right? a different option because so to keep that going, to keep right. the justice. A lot of these kids don't have the, the, the opportunity that we were granted. They, um, their blessing comes through me. I think when you talk about when you when you're blessed, pass it on. You know, some folks um, aren't as blessed or fortunate in this way their blessings are in other ways and then also through me i mean we were able to do because somebody blessed our parents to have the mindset that they have that, that we would have the experience that we have and we must continue to find ways to do that and i felt that my creative uh, background and, and and passion and gifts and uh, should be integrated in finding ways how can i take this and package it that it can be scalable was a very very uh, interesting i felt very called to do that as well Right. And your siblings, they're musical too, right? Yeah. Brothers producer, you know, his works, um, not just with me, but also with great artists like our friend Her and, and Kalani and Tone and you keep the, and the list goes on. Um, also, um, one, another brother, he's a musical director and arranger. You've heard his works um, recently at the um, uh, Super Bowl for, for God Bless America with uh with um, her performing, and he also recently did just just last week the arrangement for Ralph, Ralph Lauren for Janelle Monae. Uh, he's playing piano and uh, and uh, also did the arrangement orchestral arrangement. And so we've been blessed on sisters and brothers. I mean, we're we're so grateful, and we all communicate all day, all the time in a little group chat that we have. We <laughs> <laughs> we keep in touch with each other, and uh, we have our disagreements. We have our celebrations. You know all. All of the group chat. So it's, it's a very, it's very great family dynamic. And uh, we, we definitely are appreciative to our parents for creating that environment for us to do that. Yeah, the, the family group chat is really a thing now because I'm on like three of them and some and they like to get up early in the morning and it's Saturday, seven o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we're talking about Godzilla versus King Kong. It's coming out today. <laughs> I everything, everything. I mean, we go, we go from politics especially during elections to uh, uh what's happening you know what's the hot topics in entertainment you know what i mean everything uh who's working on you know the projects and then you know we celebrate each other on each other's uh you know milestones and so forth and we we share and so we're, we're very grateful to have that because especially during the pandemic as i said earlier um that it it really is an awakening moment for me and it appears that it has been for so many people the importance of uh, really uh, taking a step back and looking at how do we value each other and especially those who are very close to us. Absolutely, especially in such an isolating time. Um, yeah. So Alex, how does your personal style play a part in your creative process musically? You know, my creative style uh, plays a, a huge role and I, I think of the artistry, not just the, the audio part, but also the visual. As I said, growing up, that was a huge part 
uh, our, our parents was like, you know, you got to look up to par. <laughs> but um, for me, that's something I, I really celebrate and I love it. And uh, I, always, I always wanted to kind of magnify, if you will, this idea of a gentleman, right? I think that, you know, especially as an African-American male, I think that uh, media has not really served us uh, in a very great way um, as a whole. So I hope that with this platform that I have, that it's about, you know, our compassion and passion uh, for uh, ourselves and how we look at and think about ourselves as a whole and that gentleman uh, approach, you know, um, and whatever that means to whoever. Um, for me, it means what, how you see me. <laughs> I'm not saying there's one definition as a creator. I, I dare not say that, but I think there's there's a nice kind of a flair, you know, it's 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 cool, you know, and, and it's OK to be, you know, yourself. Let's just say that. <laughs> And you're right. You have an excellent point. Uh, point. The media has portrayed, right? It doesn't portray the whole spectrum, if you will. Yeah, and I think that's right. And um, the Instagram portrays more of a spectrum than anything else, right? So that's where some things of Instagram are good. I really like your song, Falling For You. It's romantic. It's melodic. There's just some really good things about it. And I really liked your look in the video. Like your hair was on point like it is right now. The jewelry was masculine, but it wasn't overstyled. The frames on your face, they're perfect. Are those Kazals? Yes. They are Kazals. Okay, I know my Kazal. I have to introduce you to someone who heads up Kazal in New York. You can okay. get the exclusive stuff. Yes, see, I got you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Did you style yourself for the video or did you work with a stylist? Did not work with a stylist. It was um, my manager and I uh, went back and forth. I was screenshot and said, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And I definitely uh, would get, get, get the opinion of those around me. And so, you know, it was very important to to really capture what you said you, you, you saw. Uh, you know, um, we didn't want to be overly anything. I did want to uh, necessarily, I did want to magnify uh, the masculinity, my other roots kind of gentleman, easy, you know, very perfectly fitting with the song. I think that's very important. And I think it's something that should be celebrated. And uh, so as an artist, that's who I am. And that's what I would like to, to magnify and amplify. And I asked you that because when I saw your video, I got the impression that I was seeing you. Now, I can tell a manufactured artist, I think, a mile away. And so when I see someone that's not that, it's refreshing to me. Um, and listen, artists go through their own evolution of style, right? Because of course. When you start out and then you don't really have any money. You work, you know, you, you look different and you evolve. And that's okay, right? Because everybody <laughs> And I actually like to see the evolution of that. It, it always fascinates me. So I actually enjoy that. You know, it used to be that people would hear your music before they saw you. And that's why image was so important. However, with social media, that's completely changed. So that would you say that you're projecting a message with your image? And if so, what? Yeah, I am. I, I, I alluded to earlier. I think the message I want to portray through my image um, is that I am a gentleman. I am one who is vulnerable, one who's authentic, um, one who, uh, with my uh, portrayal through the imaging, uh, become a mirror to others in, as an encouragement to say, it's okay to be authentic. It's okay to be who you are and whatever that is, right? It's nothing that you have to 
be in this horse race with um, what seems popular or what we uh, think is popular or what we think is accepted. A lot of times it's an illusion. I, I had this um, conversation a, a, few, a couple years ago about it, it appears sometime in, in, in pop culture that we, and I'd say that plural, that we seek to live up to this non-existing figure. So it's everyone trying to be cool with something. It's an illusion. And it's like, well, who are you trying to be cool with? Who you're trying, whose approval are you trying to receive? Well, it's all in our head, right? In many ways. And so, but when we pull back in, and I think this 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 new kind of uh, rising buzzword around living our truth, I think it's very important to not just become a trend um, in, in, in a statement, but to really uh, live our truth and be who we are. I'm I'm a Southern boy, and in the second verse of the song, it said, "I'm I'm just a man from an average town." You know, it's like I wanted to kind of reflect and and amplify my embrace of where I am, where I'm from, and who I am. Uh, and so, and I wanted that to look, we did it out in the field, you see in the video, kind of have this kind of like Manchester home feel. <laughs> That's where I'm from. How does yeah. Town feel? And it was, it was nice to get that vibe. Yeah, I wanted to get that like home. I want people to feel with the person that they love that they can just be vulnerable, they can connect with that person and and just uh, love them deeply. And when we find that love within ourselves, I think then we're, we're unleashed in many ways, in many parts of us to love for the person we love. It's so, so passionately and so deep. And I'm sure you feel even more passionate about that as a black man projecting that message. Right. Because there's a certain genres of music that project a whole nother message. Like you always got to be tough. I always have to be macho. I can't show this. I can't show that. And God forbid someone does, then they'll they'll get dragged. You know what I mean? Through the on the gram or whatever. And it's like, wait a minute, you're against this person if they go this way. But now they're going this way and you're still against them. Like you, you're still not supporting them. That's a whole nother story. But yeah, <laughs> I, I um, but you know what I'm talking about, right? Exactly. That's the reason why it's very important to be who you are and be in consistent. Exactly. And that's the reason I do what I do, because instead of um, taking people and taking them shopping, I go within your closet because I want to learn about your life and who you are. And so that you dress for your lifestyle and that you dress who you are and that you celebrate your personality. Right. Mm -hmm. And and there's only one you. So you could you know, there's only one you. So you're already out of the gate. You have a great advantage because no one can be you. And and, you know, when people go shopping, I'm like, well, you don't have to wear it the way they wore it on the runway. I cannot stand when people are like, but I want to wear it the way so and so wore it on the runway. Who cares how they wore it on the runway? Buy it and make it your own. That's the reason right. that they need clothes. So I'm all about the, you know, being authentic to yourself and, and having people be the best versions um, of themselves. So you share the stage with many greats, like the original, I call her the OD, original diva, Aretha Franklin. I mean, they'll never be anybody like her. Nobody will ever be, be able to compete with her, like ever, really. Like you said, John Legend, um, Tiana Taylor, so many people. Tell me like the best part of sharing the stage with them or working with them. Like, how does that affect you as an artist that people are now just starting to get to know? 
You know, it's, it's very first and foremost to just meet and, and be in the company and sit down and have dinner with the, 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 the queen of soul. Uh, say the, I mean, she was absolutely amazing and to be in the presence and to learn, and I've shared stage with not only, uh, legends such as Aretha Franklin, but also been on shows and stages, um, with artists such as Al Green, um, Lionel Richie and, and, um, just to be in the presence and, uh, and watch them out after I'm done doing what I do or I have a conversation with them. It has been very rewarding. It has been also in many ways refreshing to my own artistry. Uh, you really uh, have the opportunity to be in the presence of history. So I'm so grateful that I had a chance to uh, be in her presence before she transitioned. And um, with other artists uh, like uh, her. Yes. And, uh, you know, it's really, really interesting story that uh, we were all um, in the studio before we heard focus and just to see that evolution and then have a chance to um, share doing a free Grammy party um, and sing uh, with her and uh, in the place in which she has uh, grown is absolutely like, wow, you know, it's really great. And I'm really grateful um, to to have the opportunities. She's a creative genius. She's absolutely amazing. Um, and then the other artists as we go on, John Legend had a chance to to um, uh, open for him once. And he's he's cool as he appears to be and, and on, on social media anywhere. He's a very humble guy, very uh, passionate about um, things that we've all heard and advocating for. And just authentic. I think he is who he is, and I, I, just, I just love his vibe. I love the energy, and uh, and I think we we all share the the sentiment of, of of really being true to who we are and our efforts to utilize our gifts the best we can to um, amplify something positive. And and that's the reason I I like them for more than even their artistry because of that because that's what I'm about and what I believe in. Um, speaking of her, I, I mean, the fir I kid you not, like the first time I heard her, I just felt like, oh, all right, it's about time. It's been a minute. Okay, we got a groove back again. That's yes. been missing for such a long time. Yes. She filled in that gap or brought it back together. I don't really know how to say it, but we needed her. We yep. need her, and, yes, she keeps, and I know that we're like at the tip of just the tip of what she's gonna bring. I could feel that, and and I, oh, yeah. I just I love her whole vibe, everything, everything. Um, now sitting next to Aretha, listen, I saw um, an um, an interview with Aretha. Um, I don't know a couple of days ago. It just so happens I was looking at it, and it was the Wall Street Journal interviewed her, and Aretha can be very shady in you know, um, a ladylike way. And it was so funny. The interview was she, he couldn't keep up with her because she was like, you know, she can be very intimidating. So yeah. he asked her about a few people. Well, what do you think about Alicia Keys? Yeah, Alicia sings really well. What do you think about this one? What do you think about that one? And then he said, what do you think about Taylor Swift? And she said, lovely gowns. So, you know, it was like, you know, it was just so funny to watch <laughs> Yeah, you know, I was so super excited and um, we had a chance and I said we uh, a couple of people that were with, with, who was with me um, to go to her father's church, her home church 
Really? Yeah, it was just a few of us in the back and just, you know, and uh, it was a dream that came true for me. I oh, And I'm so, so grateful. When I say I'm grateful that I got a chance to meet her before she transitioned, I mean, it was absolutely amazing because um, not only ate some of, you know, everybody talked about her cooking and stuff and had a chance to eat some of her cooking and, and, and she, you know, <laughs> and so it was really, really great. And uh, it wasn't, she was, she's a, she's a very, very, uh, she was a very sweet, sweet lady. Um, what I experienced of her and, uh, and what other folks around her say, how she was just, just, uh, I want to say she was like, uh, to me, she felt like home. She was like grandmother, you know, very like, you know, she was like the queen, you know, and um, lovely and amazing lady. And uh, as we all know, her vocals are just absolutely amazing. And, um, you know, I, someone had spoken to me once before when they were working, when she was, before she transitioned, that, you know, uh, there may be an opportunity for me to be in the choir that they were doing the movie. But of course, after wow. transition, you know, all of that changed uh, hands. And um, but I had gotten the call. So that's all I have now is a call <laughs> to remember. But um, that would have been amazing. But just to be thought of in that way. And to, and as much as I admire uh, all of the soul singers, I mean, Otis Redding and Al Green, Sam Cooke and uh, James Brown. How could I? You know, absolutely amazing yeah. entertainment. Yeah, there'll never be another James Brown either. So it's, it's, you right. know. So major record labels, right? They have a formula for creating looks for their artists. However, these days, artists have more freedom to create their own signature looks without having to utilize a stylist. Do you agree with that or do you disagree with that? Well, I think for some people, they may need a stylist, <laughs> um, but it just depends on sometimes I think while style should reflect the person, the personality, I think sometimes um, when an artist is going through or we may be going through an evolution process, sometimes there are those who are in that profession who can bring that out of us, if you will. It's almost right. finding someone who has the gift of uh, music, whether singing or playing, and someone who is advanced or is in that profession can help that development. So a stylist, I think, is really cool when the stylist works with uh, their client um, to bring or to magnify the best of that of that individual, as opposed to um, looking and working with them as an as a canvas and trying to create something completely different. It's not authentic. And I don't think the person, and then I think we risk the, the, the artist getting lost in the, in the shuffle of creating something that's outside of who the person is. I think uh, we should try and work that the person lives her, his truth. Right. In way through styling music and all that um, fashion is very much in before anything is said or heard nowadays because of social media, as you said earlier, and in being out, you know, people see and we formulate opinions. It's kind of our way, whether it's right or wrong or whatever one's opinion is about that. We do formulate ideas based on what we see or hear. And um, sometimes those ideas go away once we get to know and sometimes they don't. It kind of shapes, you know, how we hear the person when they do speak and or sing or perform and, and how we believe that person's you know personality is so i think it's very important in the style and it's very important and we should think about 
that. We talk about it when we go into interviews. I don't care how brilliant you are, um, depending on what job you're going for. You're going to work for Apple. I understand that uh, you didn't show up in a suit and tie. Whereas if you're going to work for some other major corporation, you may show up in a suit and tie, or maybe you don't show up in a tie, you show up in a, you know, it just depends on it. I think you have to know your context and be, um, know who you are and whatever the context is, still be your true self authentically and understand and study. So that's a whole nother conversation about fashion, but I, but that's very important to me in response to what you asked. So do you, when you shop, do you have your favorite stores you like to shop in? Do you have your favorite brands you like to wear? And would you rather shop in a huge store? Like, let's say, I don't know, I guess Nordstrom is a store that's big throughout the country, or would you prefer to find like a Barney's somewhere? You know, I'm, I'm a very interesting uh, shopper. I, I like to find unique things. Uh, I don't necessarily like wearing what everyone is wearing. I ask if I go to the store, like, how many pieces is that? Is this very popular? I, all the way down to the cologne I, I wear. Good. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> and so I find, you know, unique pieces and jewelry. When I travel, uh, literally, um, I found unique things in from Indonesia to when we were in Indonesia a couple of years ago, then, you know, in Iceland, I'm always looking and seeing, you know, different fashion stuff. It's, it's an eclectic type of a fashion. So I, I you won't find me going, getting Gucci'd out or Louis Vuitton out. <laughs> you know, they may have pieces I enjoy uh, or they may not. Right. But I mix and match, you know, based on what I feel that is reflective of what I like to represent. And it, and it becomes my own at the end of the day. Well, that's the kind of guy I took you for. That's why I asked, because I'm like, thank you. Am I wrong? <laughs> <laughs> well, pretty much every new subculture and genre rep, uh, reinterprets some old trends with a new twist. So is there any trend that you'd like to start or bring back? You know, I love we in in in, in our southern uh, my southern the southern uh, culture part of me has a sharpness. You know, they say open casket clean, but I like a mixture of that, a blend of the you know uh, I think it's period would be around the 50s 60s pencil peg like pants. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, also. When you have the jeans kind of rolled up to the ankles, and they used wow. to say pants in the water. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, you know, and um, so I love looking at those, those fashion yeah. and how everything was just laid and, and, and custom tailored. And then also kind of like the loose, kind of like the flowy shirt with the more pencil, you know, fitted pants and jeans. Yeah. I think that those are blend of different eras as well. And it becomes my own. And, um, I'm a very, uh, I consider myself a very cultured person, even though I, as I was born and raised in, in the South, I've always been fascinated, as I said earlier, with fashion. So to just see these different styles and different parts of the world and try and blend them. I'm kind of like the guy that may throw a scarf on and have something, <laughs> you yeah. know, and, yeah. and it's very, you know, or, or like I, I sometimes I was singing, I was like, oh, this is cool. Let me take my scarf and I, you know, uh, uh, and wrap it around the mic stand. It was just really cool. I think everything is about fashion around me, and I want people to have this vibe, this energy that is blends, it flows, and people can feel you and feel the music and, and everything about 
use through what you have on is very, very, very important. Yeah, well, you give that off. So you're doing really well with that. I say keep it up. And then <laughs> uh, my last question for you would be, I mean, listen, you have a new album. Like you, It just seems like you're really coming into, like you've taken everything you've learned from different parts, right? And all those different talents you have, you kind of blended it all to put it in your music. And it just seems like you're in a good place. You seem secure. I'm in a good place. I like where I'm at. So what legacy do you want to leave through your life with everything, with your music, with your education, with everything? Yeah, I want to leave um, a legacy 100 years from now. <laughs> I, I want to leave this legacy, or should I say, I want to, instead of leaving a legacy, um, before I jump to the leave part, I would like to establish a legacy along the way that um, as I go uh, travel this journey, I walk this journey we call life, and specifically the music and fashion life, um, I want to really... Uh, inspire others to inspire you know everything about what i do i don't all the degrees all the music all the lectures all the interviews everything at the end of the day i want to inspire others to inspire and whatever that means to you i think there anyone that hears me i think it's very important to how we find that or discover that is becoming some of those things that you're saying the maturity the growth that we find we take all of the wisdoms that we've learned through our life experiences, through what we've seen, through what we've engaged, uh, through what we've uh, collectively participated in, and uh, the things that we feel that uh, we've done well, and the places in life that we've gone and we have learned the opportunities that we have that we can strengthen or make better. And so all of that should lead to this pivotal moment these pivotal moments throughout our journey that inspire the becoming a, a well of inspiration. And that well of inspiration didn't just happen for us and to be bottled up within, but it happens to spill over and to flow into the crevices of various places throughout that are seemingly hard to reach to that little boy, to that little girl, to that woman, to that man, to that, to that, to that person that is in this place that just need to, a little bit of light of hope. And that hope changes the trajectory. It turns on the light. It lifts them into this place where they can see beyond the, the, the place in where they are currently in the world of opportunity. And after seeing that, they also inspire. So inspiring people to inspire. I like that. Inspire to inspire. So tell my audience where they can find. I know you're on YouTube, but give us the whole spiel. You're on. I know you're on YouTube. As soon as you put in Alex Harris, and it's spelled exactly like you think, Alex Harris with two R's. It just can't be any more simple. And um, please tell everyone where they can find you, Alex. Yes, you can find me on. Instagram, Alex Harris Official. You can find me on uh, TikTok, Alex Harris Official. Follow me there, please. Also, um, you can find me on Twitter at uh, Alex Harris Tweet. And you can find me on Facebook at 
official Alex Harris music, official Alex Harris music. But if you can't remember any of that, just go to alexharrisofficial.com <laughs> and uh, my social media is there. And also you can email us there. Um, please follow me on Spotify. It's Alex Harris, just do Alex Harris Frequency um, or Alex Harris Falling for You. Um, and uh, follow me there. It's very important uh, to me as an artist that we continue, uh, that I receive your support. I mean, that's what we do, we're supporting and to, so, and share it. If you like it, please share it. Um, don't keep it to yourself. We gotta continue to inspire, be inspired to inspire. I love that. And you know, Alex sounds very um, smooth and kind of like a quiet fella in life, but I've seen some clips of you, Alex, on stage where you get like the Holy Ghost spirit. And <laughs> You're tearing it down. So while you sound all sweet and kind, I know that there's like a lion inside of you because I've seen it on stage. And so, you know, please check out Alex. I mean, he's a yeah. great guy. He's a very nice looking guy to look at. Um, he's got great style. He's got great music. And most of all, he wants to, he is inspiring to inspire others so that you can inspire others, right? And that's what you're here right. for, and that's what I'm here for. And I'm just really glad that you took the time to be here with me oh, and enlighten you. us and inspire us here on the podcast today. Oh, thank you. I, I really appreciate uh, this opportunity. I'm really, really grateful um, at every opportunity that I have and, and just enjoy the conversation. It's a great interview. I appreciate the, the the time to speak with you today and all your listeners thank you thank you for staying tuned thank you and i'm glad i got you before you're so big it's like what you can't get alex harris so i was like so excited i was like what i could alex will speak to so um everybody please subscribe comment like all of alex harris's um platforms as well as right here on the wardrobe boss podcast subscribe like bring a friend make your comments you can dm me um at the wardrobe boss on instagram and you can also dm me at the wardrobe boss podcast on instagram i thank you for being here tell a friend to tell a friend to inspire a friend to inspire somebody else and thank you again alex we're going to i'm gonna go um subscribe to you on Spotify right now. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks for being here. Wardrobe Boss is hosted and produced by Eliza Perilla. Edited by Ken Johnson. Associate producer, Lauren Turner. Executive producer, Ken Johnson. Find the Wardrobe Boss podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Wardrobe Boss is a mean old line media production.